Just how concerned should you be about Devontae Smith and the rest of the Philadelphia Eagles offense? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, what a bizarre and wild week of football in week six. We've got to start with the Philadelphia Eagles, who managed to only score 14 points against the Jets, who were without their top three cornerbacks on Sunday. I want to zero in on Devontae Smith. This team, literally, this Jets defense have four active cornerbacks. Four on the whole roster, and none of them were Sauce Gardner. None of them were DJ Reed. Like this was a this should have been a scoring bonanza for yes. the Philadelphia Eagles, and yet it wasn't right. The this Philadelphia Eagles team, which came in so hot on offense in 2022, ranked seventh in points per game at this point in the season. Um, second in yards per game, which is fine in, in total net yards. But a lot of that is coming through the ground. And that has revealed a lot of inconsistencies here in terms of fantasy production. We've kind of had a rotating door. Devontae Smith started the season red hot, leading this receiving core. I'm going to include Dallas Goddard here in this receiving core, by the way. Um, started out the season leading the pack in terms of fantasy points scored for the first two weeks of the season. But since then, kind of been on a back burner, only exceeded uh, 10 fantasy points once. That was in week four, but it's kind of been the A.J. Brown show. We got a little bit of Dallas Goddard in week five. But basically, I I think what we're seeing here, and I I had the same concerns about Dallas Goddard just a couple weeks ago before that week five breakout, is that there might not be enough to go around to have all of these guys producing for fantasy consistently because it seems like AJ Brown has taken a clear step forward as you know, the, the clear cut he's the alpha, he's the alpha, right? Like, and it, it feels like he's sort of established that over the past four weeks. I think what we can probably expect is kind of like a, a rotating door and maybe a much lower ceiling or much lower floor for Devonta Smith than we probably would have pegged him for coming into the season. And that might just be a, a reality that we have to live with. But the issue is his ceiling is so high that I don't know how you necessarily discern when to start and when to sit him. He might just be like an evergreen flex play that you know can produce as a wide receiver one any given week, but you can't expect much from him. Yeah, over the last four games, 156 yards, zero touchdowns. Right now on Dynasty League Football, Kate, he's being drafted as wide receiver nine. And while you said, yeah, he's probably somebody that you're just going to leave in your lineup every week regardless, 
I mean, you you likely drafted him or you acquired him at wide receiver one prices, and you're just not getting that. You're, frankly, you're not even getting wide receiver two prices. So it's a concern. Now, how big of a concern is it for you? Are you willing to listen to offers at you know less than market value? Are you willing to trade him for some guys that are being drafted? You know, l- let me give you some names, Kate. On Dynasty League Football, here are the list of receivers that are going after Devontae Smith. Garrett Wilson. Yes, I will take Garrett Wilson. Okay. Uh, Two veterans, and this one's, I mean, this one's a little tougher. Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams. Um, Yes, Stephon Diggs. Um, Devontae Adams is a little bit tougher for me. Then we're back to some young guys. Jordan Addison, wide receiver 13. I'll take Devonta Smith there. Okay. Uh, the next group of receivers, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, Puka Nakua, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I'll still probably take Devonta Smith over yeah. over most of them. But it, again, that, that... So you're not panicking too much. You, you Not panicking too much because I know the ceiling is there and I do know that this is a really talented offense. So offensive production will come. Like as many question marks as there are about Devonta Smith... I think there are, there are just as many questions about a lot of these players being drafted behind him, like Adebo Samuel, who you know himself is is approaching like what well, age twenty eight season. Jordan okay. Addison for me, it's like, listen, I love Jordan Addison, but you're still talking about probably the you know the number two receiver, maybe even the number three option with T.J. Hawkinson there on a team that could potentially lose their quarterback this offseason. Exactly, and that that is enough to scare me there. DK Metcalf, I'll take um, T Higgins. You know, obviously the, the fantasy production has been up and down. Uh, you know, I'm going to kind of discount week six because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, he has been managing this rib injury. Um, I'm going to guess they didn't want to get him overly involved in his first game back and put him at risk for taking some of those big hits. But like T Higgins, imagine, um, you know, Jamar Chase gets, gets that, you know, record setting extension um and then they they need to find a way to pay t higgins if it doesn't happen t higgins is a wide receiver one on pretty much i would argue over half of the nfl's rosters right now like if he finds himself in a different situation suddenly we're probably talking about exactly the point where we've valued devonta smith wide receiver nine wide receiver 10 um so he might be another one of those exceptions but i do think like it's it's challenging because we know the ceiling. He's 24 years old. He's so freaking talented. Um, it's just the production week in and week out might mm-hmm. not be there. But I, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not selling him for 60 cents of the dollar. However, Kate, you've seen these trades out there in dynasty leagues right now. I'm going to give you two uh, that have been completed in the last week. Devontae Smith for your guys Zach Moss and Christian Watson. I'll still keep Devonta Smith. Hundred percent agree. Another yeah. one, Devonta Smith for Isaiah Pacheco and Kyron Williams. Devonta Smith easily, and that's the thing we we can be down on Devonta Smith, and you should be. Like what we saw on Sunday, five catches for forty four yards. I, he actually had a couple drops. Didn't play well through contact. I'm not giving Devonta Smith up for Kyron Williams and Pacheco. No, so that that panic meter, though it's it's buzzing, it's not buzzing like it, it, this isn't a fire sale. No. Um, do not sell 
too low on Devonta Smith. If anything, you know, if you're not interested in the roller coaster that we're probably going to be on with Devonta Smith, I think that's okay. But I don't yes. think this is the time to sell. Wait until he strings a couple of red hot weeks because, you know, back to back week one, week two. Uh, I, I think we thought that this season was going to project much differently. Wait for him to string a couple more of those games together um, and, and then consider moving yep. on if this isn't the roller coaster you signed up for. Uh, let's talk about a, a, another first round receiver from the NFC East next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I actually used Game Time yesterday to go get buy tickets for the Bills game, which was what a wild game that was. But it was so easy. Waited until the last couple of days, bought the tickets, saw exactly what my seats were going to look like. I got an outstanding deal, and that play right at the end zone was right next to me. So, so it's a lot of fun. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of an 18% savings. And the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in the same row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem promo code Lockdown NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Lowest price guaranteed. We also wanted to let you know about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've ever had playing daily fantasy sports. I, I couldn't, I can't tell you how much I enjoy playing. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of having to battle thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections. One of the things that I really love about Price Picks is their reboot policy. With the Price Pick reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured in the first half and does not return. Uh, there's no other daily fantasy sports platform that has injury insurance. Just one of the many, many reasons why you should go play prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use promo code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use promo code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We want to let you know about the Locked On NFL kickoff live show. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanisha Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. 
Plus, get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Kate, I want to talk about Jahan Dotson, who <laughs> put up another stinker. Uh, do you know what his lo- his numbers were from this week? No, but I would love to hear them. <laughs> One target for zero yards. Oops. Yeah, it, it's it's been a struggle for Jahan Dotson over the last couple of weeks. Kate, he does not have a game this season with more than 40 receiving yards. One touchdown on the year, 17 catches for 140 yards. This is a team that that threw the ball all over the field on Sunday, and Jahan Dotson had no impact at all. And I, I, you know, like to this point, can't really, really blame him, right? He leads this team uh, regardless of of position, anything. uh, Leads this team in routes run to this point. Same number of targets as Curtis Samuel, um, just 10 fewer catches um, and over 140 fewer receiving yards. Uh, You know, he's uh, had more interceptions on targets than he has on uh, touchdowns on targets, Uh, you know, averaging the fewest yards of separation among any skill position player with at least five targets in this offense. Um, This has not been good. It's not not been great uh it just to say the least um you know it, and it's not just necessarily like a lack of target volume obviously Terry McLaurin has has dominated um those targets as as a wide receiver one but it, efficiency across the board uh for Jahan Dotson has been down yards per reception yards after the catch per reception yards per route run passer rating when targeted like mm-hmm. everything has taken a significant drop off since last year um, and that I think is, is concerning across the board. Um, what's going on with Jahan Dotson? It was last year a mirage. Maybe, and maybe it was just, I don't want to say that he had better quarterback play because I don't know if Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz are better quarterbacks than Sam Howell, but it does seem like they spread the ball around a little bit more. We saw that play out. Uh, against the Falcons this week. Terry McLaurin, 6 for 81. Curtis Samuel, 4 for 42. Brian Robinson for 2 for 25. And those are the only other players to, those are the only three players to exceed two receiving yards on Sunday. It's just, it's an offense that doesn't spread the ball around particularly well. Terry McLaurin gets his. They want to run the ball. Um, well, to that point, Marcus, it, Curtis Samuel, again, has the same number of targets as Jahan I know. Watson. I and know. he's sitting as the wide receiver 25 on the year. So, like, yeah, it, obviously passing the ball, spreading that ball around, that is a bummer. Um, but technically, to this point, uh, we've seen Curtis Samuel score more points than Terry McLaurin, which he's had his ups and downs. But it's not for a lack of volume, right? This has been a... a I, I think a much more heavy pass attack than anybody probably expected. It, just, it can't support two and a half receivers. And that's, I mean, because Curtis Samuel is not really somebody that you're playing outside of a flex, right? But he's good enough to to earn some targets. Yep. But Sam Howell, fifth in total pass attempts so far this season. Um, like you would think that that kind of volume should be, should be good for something. Sam Howell ninth in terms of total passing yards. Um, like, 
if Jahan Dotson were playing better, um, he might actually find himself in flex-worthy play. As you mentioned, with Curtis Samuel, um, you know, same number of targets, the production and output, very, very different. So, so what do you do here, Kate? Because earlier this year, like before the season started, he was being drafted as like wide receiver 20, wide receiver 21. Now he is down to wide receiver 37 in our, re- our most recent batch of ADP. I've got to believe that's only going to continue to fall. Do you trade him to try to get something that's a little bit more useful? Do you hold on to him? Do you hope that he gets traded eventually? Like, what, what are you doing? Oh, this is hard, Marcus. <laughs> this is really hard because I, I really like Jahan Dotson. I really like, um, you know, Sam Howell to this point. But it's not like he's necessarily played super well. Um, and, and that's also sort of a, another question mark, right? It's not just even about the the production of the wide receiver. It's also about what does this offense look like moving forward? Is this like a, a long-term answer for this team? I, I think based on like the current con- contract structure, um, this is technically Curtis Samuel's final season in Washington, if they don't elect to re-sign him, maybe that opens things up for Jahan Dotson moving forward to carve out a larger role. Um, I'm but probably still blocked holding... by Terry McLaurin. That's that's yeah. the issue. It's like you still have Terry McLaurin on this team, who is going to get a significant chunk of, of targets. Yeah, and and Sam Howell to this point, he's really uh, you know targeted the tight end quite heavily throughout the season. Um, which obviously diminishes some of that target share for the wide receiver um, as a result. I think I'm holding just seeing how quickly he's losing value to this point. Um, you know, it's it's so rapid that I, I just think you're you're selling the, even lower than you'd be selling on a, a guy like Devonta Smith, right? Like it, it, I think still got the first round draft capital. This has been a relatively high volume pass attack. I think, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm holding for right now. But again, I, I think it's it is reasonable to expect that he's going to continue to lose value. I just don't know by by how much more. Um, yeah, I, I I got a couple of trades for you. That I want to run by you, uh, courtesy of Dynasty League Football. Jahan Dodson for Darren Waller in a tight end premium league. Probably just take Darren Waller if I'm in a win now window. Uh, Jahan Dotson for Kyron Williams. I'll take Kyron Williams if I'm in a win now window. Uh, Jahan Dotson for David Njoku in a non tight end premium league. Ah, uh, there I'll probably hold Jahan Dotson. A couple more. Jahan Dotson for Traylon Burks. Ah, uh, you you've got me. Um, I'll take Jahan Dotson there. Last one. Jahan Dotson for. Josh Downs, a 2024 second and fourth round pick. I'll take Josh Downs. Yeah. So you, you're not opposed to selling Jahan Dodson. That's, that's no, my takeaway that, there. Honestly, those prices seem a bit more reasonable than, yep. than what I had kind of expected. And TBD, if, like, if you can get a deal like that done, breaking him down for another maybe, like, asset with, similar question marks plus uh and you know like you said like josh downs hey got that touchdown yep for promotion commotion all of you promotion commotion everydayers um got that touchdown there so happy for you 
Um, but like, it, you know, again, there's there's plenty of questions about Josh Downs. Uh, will his size and, and everything translate long term to the NFL? Um, how will that like? So, yeah, I, I get taking this question mark that is Jahan Dotson. My move would be to break him down into some other smaller question marks and getting oh, one of them hits. Yeah, getting more dart throws here in the equation, and that's probably the best approach you can have if you're looking to move on from Jahan Dotson right now. All right, let's talk about one more former first-round wide receiver in the NFC next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn. All you have to do is add your job and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That is linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Kate, the last one we have here is Chris Olave. And I listen, I vehemently disagree that he should be on the list. So the floor is yours. I want to know, are, why are you even considering uh, or why are you panicking on Olave right now? The, so just to be clear, I actually I'm not sure if I am panicking. This was just okay. a conversation I wanted to open up on the floor because, you know, it, most recent batch of Dynasty ADP. I, I just think it's worth the, the discussion, right? Because Chris Olave being drafted on average right now, wide receiver seven right now in the season. Um, so, or but in dynasty startup ADP, excuse me, um, performing as the wide receiver 22 so far on the season, averaging just over 10, uh, 10.5 fantasy points per game. That's fine. Um, but my question more so comes from like the, the lack of ceiling we've seen to this point. Hasn't yet exceeded 15 fantasy points in a game. We've seen Rashid Shahid do it twice just based on some ridiculous efficiency. Um, now, again, that's not to say Chris Love is like playing poorly uh, to this point. Four, uh, 414 receiving yards, a touchdown. Um, like he's 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 playing super well, uh, leading the team 1.9 yards per route run. Um, you know, he's being targeted relatively deep down the field, uh, 14.7 air yards per target, averaging three yards uh, of separation per play. He's playing super well. It's just, uh, is there a chance that, you know, with, you know, a quarterback I haven't always been a huge fan of, Mr. Derek Carr, um, in a, a lot of different weapons that they've been spreading this ball around to, is there a chance that the ceiling for the time being isn't as high as, as we would like for Chris Olave? And I'm not necessarily saying this is a time to sell him. I, I just think it's worth a conversation given how highly Chris Olave is being drafted. And, and it would take a King's ransom to acquire Chris Olave right now. So like 
I don't is 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 there not any justification to a slight bit of disappointment? Not only am I not concerned at all, I'm still buying Chris Olave. Okay. I think you could even push his dynasty value up more. Now listen, if if you remove the two games, one game that Derek Carr should not have been playing because of the AC sprain, like we thought all week that they should have just play Jameis. And then the following week against New England, basically the two games that he was dealing with the shoulder injury, Olave's been outstanding. Eight catches for 112 yards, six catches for 86 yards, eight catches for 104 yards. And then on Sunday, seven catches for 96 yards. And if you watch these games, and this is probably why I'm a little bit more bullish on him, he is open all the time. It's just whether Derek Carr gets him the ball or not. Or, or not. That's, a, that's I, a big question mark. It is though, a big right? question. Because like, the, it, the it, ceiling is so much lower when you have a guy that he's just thrown for two touchdowns a single time this season. Without a doubt. He's, without a he's doubt. literally thrown for more than 28 touchdowns once in his career and that was in 2015 so is the ceiling for a a wide receiver in an offense with a, a guy like Derek Carr who we know he can target his top receiving option and obviously like when he played with Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper was the guy then he, he plays with Devonte Adams and Devonte Adams is the guy like when he has a top guy that that guy can can see that ceiling based on the the volume, right? But we haven't seen the volume to this point, and you know, of course, it it can be in part. I'll, I'll push back a little bit on injury. that. I'll push back a little bit because again, in in the four games that Derek Carr was healthy, 10, 11, 11, 10 targets. Like he's getting, a he's good getting targets, of but he doesn't score touchdowns. He doesn't. I, he doesn't. Again, that, like that. Can argue with that. But like that, that is not a problem with Chris Olave. Chris Olave can score touchdowns. It's just, I mean, you know, Derek Carr, he's thrown for fewer than 25 touchdowns in all but three of his seasons. That, like, I'm just wondering with the way that he is spreading the ball around in the lack of touchdown production, this is the lowest touchdown rate of his career. Again, shoulder injury. But he's not a guy that has historically thrown for a lot of touchdowns. So maybe is that ceiling with Derek Carr just a little bit lower than we expected it to be? Maybe a tap, but I do think the consistency helps, right? Like if you're going to be catching six passes for a hundred yards every single game when Derek Carr is healthy, I'm okay with that. If you have a little bit lower of a ceiling, um, I, I, I will say this just to kind of close out my thoughts here. I'm buying Chris Olave. I, I, I want him on my, on my dynasty teams. I'm not drafting him or ranking him ahead of the other six receivers that are going ahead of him, Jefferson Chase, Lamb, Waddle, Brown, Hill. But I, I, I just I like that price at wide receiver seven. I, 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 I'm willing to pay what it takes to get him on my team. And I, there might be this lack of a ceiling. You're probably not going to have the 150-yard gains with two touchdowns. Probably not going to happen. But I do think he's a pretty safe overall player to get you 15 16 17 fantasy points every week i think that's totally fair um how about this chris alave or garrett wilson uh alave for me okay but you had to think about it's close it. yeah I, that one's not big enough of a gap that if you pick wilson i'm gonna like i i get it like there's there's definitely things that wilson can do that alave can't he's just better after the catch but you're talking about the same range for me okay 
I, I think that's totally fair. And again, I'm not panicking. I'm not saying to go panic and sell Chris Olave, but I think it's worth the discussion to have sure. it, just given how, how highly he's being ranked in dynasty. And, you know, part of that, that high ranking in dynasty, and this has part of been my kind of gripe with CD lamb, right. Is like, is the ceiling there? And we'll see tonight. Cowboys Chargers. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I have CD Lamb ranked as a top five wide receiver on the week. So uh here's to here's to hoping that that comes to fruition. But generally speaking, you know, when I'm I'm looking at my top 10 dynasty wide receivers, I do want consistency, but I also want to know that there's some upside there. And it's just it's been a, a looming question in my mind. Because even when that yardage has been there, Marcus, we're still not seeing yep bang production and fantasy and that that is sometimes that caveat that we always have to give ourselves is that fantasy production is not the same as real life production and talent and sometimes that is a difference and sometimes i think that difference is often forgotten in dynasty especially because we are so like a, a big part of dynasty fantasy football is is player evaluation right so like I think sometimes we get caught up in that. So that was, this was just my, my moment to pose the question and, and just give ourselves a quick reality check. Sure. Um, I'm still fine buying Chris Olave, but it, again, just, just wanted to start the conversation. That's what we're here for, baby. Start the conversation. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making locked on dynasty. Your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.